Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. One year after the reversal of Roe v. Wade, Illinois continues to expand abortion access. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. After Roe was overturned last summer, several Midwestern states passed abortion restrictions, but not here in Illinois. In fact, Illinois serves as a go-to for access in the Midwest, despite state Democrats and Republican lawmakers being at odds over abortion-related legislation. To get the latest on what's happening in Springfield, we're joined by Mawa Iqbal, State House reporter for WBEZ. Mawa, remind us of what's been passed to expand and protect abortion access in Illinois since the fall of Roe v. Wade last summer. Yeah, so basically for Democratic lawmakers, uh, their goal was to essentially build up an infrastructure for out-of-state patients coming in because they knew there would be an influx of patients coming in from states like Missouri or Indiana, Wisconsin, that have been scaling back some of their abortion protections. So early this year, they passed this huge package that essentially said that if you were coming from a state where abortion is outlawed or restricted into Illinois for um, as a patient or as a healthcare provider, you know, seeking or providing abortion care, then you would be shielded from any sort of legal action or persecution that your home state may want to take against you for coming to Illinois. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty big one. Um, they also recently passed a measure that would forbid law enforcement from sharing data from automated license plate readers uh, with these outside state agencies if they're looking to prosecute their residents coming to Illinois. And then also just kind of filling in some of the holes, as these advocates say, um, for access in Illinois when it comes to, you know, like supplying emergency contraception on um, college campuses or like allowing patients to sue crisis pregnancy centers if they feel like they were misled from seeking abortion care by those centers Mm -hmm. and requiring insurance companies to cover abortion medication. So pretty much just kind of like building up that infrastructure um, and in ways that they see need to be built up. And this is protecting folks that live here, Illinoisans, as well as out-of-state residents, right? Yes, yeah. So we mentioned that tension earlier between Democrats and and GOP lawmakers here. How have Republican legislators been responding to to abortion protections? Um, Well, they've been trying. They they, they filed like dozens of um, anti-abortion legislation that essentially would just uh, undo a lot of the work that their Democratic colleagues have done when it comes to expand abortion protection. So like an example of that would be repealing the Reproductive Health Act of 2019, which made uh, seeking an abortion a fundamental right for Illinois residents. Uh, There was another one that would outlaw mobile abortion clinics. There were several legislation that was filed that would charge physicians with felonies if they performed uh, abortions during the later stages of pregnancy. So just kind of like a a counter to what um, the Democrats have been doing. Yeah. In your story, you wrote that Republican State Representative Bill Howder of the 87th District in Central Illinois says lawmakers who filed anti-abortion rights bills knew that they weren't going anywhere. So why file them? 
Um, basically just to kind of show their constituent or their base that, um, that they're trying or that they are, um, you know, anti-abortion as, as, as sort of a way to make sure that they, you know, keep that seat because mm-hmm. they, they tend to represent districts that do lean more conservative and do lean more anti-abortion. And so just to kind of show that they're trying, um, but, but like uh, Representative Hatter said, like they, they know that, you know, when it comes to passing anti-abortion rights bills mm-hmm. in Illinois, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle. Long shot, for sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You talked with some anti-abortion rights advocates. What did they say about all these failed attempts in Springfield? So they kind of said the same thing. They, they said that, you know, we know that this is not going to go anywhere. Like these attempts aren't very futile, but um, they, they do have more of a, you know, this will start a conversation. And so that um, crisis pregnancy center um, bill that I mentioned earlier that was one that a lot of people on the anti-abortion rights movement mm-hmm. really like like stood behind and that they, they staged multiple demonstrations really mobilized people against that bill i mean that that, that was the um that there's these online witness slips you can file and for that one alone there was like 18,000 filed against it which is the most i've ever seen mm, um, yeah. for any singular bill usually that's like 10 or 20 in favor or against but this one had 18,000 people wow. filing strong against feelings it. there yeah, so so they they kind of have this approach that like you know at least we can start a conversation about how to scale back some of these protections. And anti-abortion rights advocates are saying that uh, the abortion protections that Democratic lawmakers are passing that they don't represent how all Illinois residents feel about the topic. That you know people tend to be in the middle. Do they have a point with that? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, according to the uh, WBEZ in Chicago Sun-Times, when we polled Illinois voters last year, about 52% said abortion should be legal in most or all cases, whereas 36% say it should be illegal. And then I looked up uh, the the Pew Research Center did a similar um, survey, and they found in the U.S. that um, 62% of U.S. adults said the practice should be legal in all or most cases, while 36, so so about the same in Illinois, um, said it should be illegal. So it, it seems like a majority do support abortion access, their, their, their sort of perspective was that, like, you know, people are too passive, like, like they're not passionate enough mm-hmm. to be, uh, quote unquote, pro-life. And so they won't elect more conservative lawmakers. They just kind of go with, you know, the, the pro-abortion uh, rights lawmakers. But I, I'm not sure if, if the polling really lines up with, with what they're trying to say. Yeah, it doesn't sound like folks are in the middle there. Uh, there's another issue that's come up in this abortion battle in Illinois and that's uh, protecting the privacy of folks who are seeking reproductive care, right? Tell us more about that. Yeah, so this was an effort that the ACLU is really behind, and it's it's uh, kind of goes along with the automated license plate reader data bill, just sort of protecting people's um, data privacy. And and um, so so one thing that they want to do is they want to make sure that when you know because our phones, right, they they do geo tracking, and and there's a way you know for um, companies or third parties to access our data when it comes to like where we've been, just just based on where our like phone location has been. And so the the concern from the ACLU is that um, there there may be a possibility that outside state agencies from states who have restricted abortion access may get access to this data and track their residents, you know, where are they going in Illinois, right? Are are they going to abortion clinics and what are they doing there as as sort of another way to to monitor and sort of track down people and their activities. So so that's something that they're trying to build up protections against in this upcoming uh, veto session or maybe even the next spring session, 2024. 
Um, but, but yeah, they, they say that data privacy is a huge, huge thing um, as far as, you know, making sure that people aren't being surveilled when they try to access abortion in Illinois. Yeah. Well, there's there's a quickly here. There's a effort as well, as we know, to add abortion access to the Illinois Constitution. I'm curious how that would affect folks statewide. Yeah, so basically, the so right now, um, under the Reproductive Health Act of 2019, abortion as is a fundamental right is a state law. But, you know, theoretically, if there's a change in leadership, right, so if Illinois goes, goes from being a Democratic supermajority to, like, a Republican supermajority that is more anti-abortion, then they could, you know, pass a law repealing that act yeah. and make abortion access restricted. But if they codify it in the Illinois state constitution, it, it'll be a lot harder for them to overturn it because then you're going to need, like, a constitutional amendment and then you're going to have to have voters vote on it after you pass it out of the GA or General Assembly. So so a lot of uh, pro-abortion pro um, rights uh, lawmakers are saying, you know, like we should try to codify this in the Constitution just so it's more solidified, basically. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Mawa Iqbal is State House reporter for WBEZ. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason. It was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Stephanie Kim. Stay up to date on all the major news in our region by subscribing to the Reset newsletter. Our digital engagement producer, Claire Hyman, delivers you all the news that you need to know, plus some really fun extras like book recommendations, recipes, and much more. Go to wbez.org slash Reset News to sign up. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.